Hey there, Fellowship family. Welcome to your one-stop shop for all things church life. I'm Mark Francis, once again, your host for today. We are um, excited to share many things with you today in this episode, and I have a team of people here with me who are well-informed and capable of sharing what's going on here behind the scenes at FBC and in front of the scenes. So I'm going to look over here at the end of the table and introduce John Van Drunen. How are you, John? I'm doing well. Good. How about yourself? Your title's executive pastor. Yes. That means you cover everything around here. Whatever other people don't want to do. Yeah, and that's good. Thank you for being here. Once again, um, your, your job is definitely behind the scenes, but much needed. So we appreciate all the things that you do. Um, well, thanks, and I think that's uh, a lot uh, true for a lot of the staff here uh, that, <laughs> that we we serve uh, kind of behind the scenes. Yeah, and um, allow the the body to do the work of the ministry. We're going to cover mm-hmm. some of that right now today. So I'm excited mm-hmm. about the content that we have. But Abby Lindeberg, I have you sitting yeah. with me as well. Yeah. How are you? Good. Glad to be here. Good. And give us your official job description and title. Okay. It is yeah. um, administrative assistant for student ministries and communications. Okay. Yeah. Love it. That's a good one. I don't even know she my title. She does a lot so of I, things. She does a lot of things, too. And um, yeah. anything that looks pretty around here on paper, yes. it's with Abby. So thank yeah. you for that. <laughs> Over here to my right is Miss Jennifer Wiseman. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Give us your official mm-hmm. title. Oh, okay. So I am the Communication and Congregational Engagement Manager. That's another big one. It's a long one. Yeah. We won't get into all of it no. today. We're going to get into half Today of it. is just communications. Good. So this is um, four-fifths of the FBC communication team. You are looking at yes. it. We are missing the one, Mike Lukens, who's still on sabbatical. Yes. When he comes back, he'll join our team, and we meet on a regular weekly basis mm-hmm. to think through mm-hmm. um, the communications here at FBC. It's a big hat um, that you wear, Jennifer, so thank you for <laughs> yeah. managing all that. Yes. Um, and, and John, you are part of the team because, again, your role as executive pastor is just to kind of keep the train going down uphill, downhill, whichever you want to call it. I, I don't know. I like to think of it as rowing in the same direction. In the same direction. And, and uh, with, uh, with a large large group, and, and one of the things I really love about FBC is the multiplicity in leadership. Mm. Uh, but that also means we have to be intentional in our coordination efforts. And one of the things that I think is helpful to be able to share today is is some of the things that have ministry teams and those on staff and the elders have been working on behind the scenes. Mm. Um, you know, our mission is out of a desire to glorify God as a spiritual community. Our mission is to prepare and deploy dependent disciples of Jesus Christ at, who change their world for Him as they're being changed by Him. And and a lot of times we abbreviate that as prepare and deploy dependent disciples. Yeah. Um, but we need to think about the whole whole element here. And so part of that then is the elders have been engaged in a strategic planning process, um, thinking through a vision statement. Um, and and that that vision in in a nutshell is about we as a church we want to be about establishing individuals and those individuals establish families. You know the the equipping, encouraging, upholding institution of the family. We're all part of a family of the body of Christ, um, and that's so. That's not a commentary on on marrieds versus singles. It's it's a we're all a family together, um, and then those families and maturing individuals working together to establish the church. Mm. And so one of the things that's really helpful, especially in a larger church context, is what do we focus on. Um, because there are more time 
and, and wonderful things that we could be doing, then we have time, energy, and talents to be able to carry out and, and to, to do well. And so that's where the strategic planning process has come. Uh, there's going to be a link in uh, the show notes as well as out on the uh, calendar website to this document. It's the 2023-2024 ministry plan. For that those looks of you, very different than any ministry plan in the past. It, it has been a new process that yeah. we have been working on uh, for this last year, um, working towards this new year. And you're right; it is a new, it is a new thing. And so this is something that we are working through, and we're going to start editing for next year. Um, already have started editing it. Walk us through what's a little different, and then even what went on behind the scenes. Because many of you who are watching were a part of some leadership meetings that we call the Prepare and Deploy Collective, of where you and the elders led us in thinking well in advance of what is leading towards this new fiscal year for FBC, which starts September 1st, right. which is why the four of us are here, to help <laughs> inform you of what's happening at the church. But a lot went on behind the scenes. Right. prayer, thought, conversations that led to this document that you have. Absolutely. And there's been years, years of thought. Um, we were able to pull from historical documents as well as just a strategic planning uh, that the elders have been walking through. And part of this is thinking through our core values. Um, our core values are really looking at the, the five different elements of what a, a disciple of Christ um, is is called to look like. Um, and so the first one is loving God fully, and then loving biblical truth, loving the family. The fourth is loving the church, and then loving the world. Um, and so how do we grow? And we're going to unpack those a little bit as we go um, through this this time today. Um, but this this core values of uh, that's behind us. And then looking at, okay, based on this mission, vision, and core values, um, where do we focus? Um, what, do we, what, what do we actually do to accomplish these things? Right. And I, and I love how the phrasing in this ministry plan puts it, that being we need to be rightly related to those five core values. And, and that's a valuable component of how to grow as a believer in Christ and how to become more like him discipleship being a key component, I know, but being rightly related to those things allows you to fall in line with what God's heart and plan is for us right. as believers. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, and there's an upward focus, there's an inward focus, mm -hmm. um, and then there's an outward focus and a beyond focus, and mm -hmm. so we'll unpack that. So these, these mission, vision, and core values combined then to the next gradient is, are the goals, and mm -hmm. that's laid out in uh, page 9 and 10 of this document, if you guys are taking a look at it. Um, but it is to prepare, uh, the first goal is to prepare new leaders. Um, and I won't go into the whole unpacking of this. The second is to be participating in discipleship. And the primary way we are going about that is through community groups or other small, uh, similar small groups. Um, as the church grows bigger, we need to grow smaller. The third goal is going to be passing the torch. Um, to allow that, um, that next generation to be ready um, to um, carry on um, and, and run with the torch. The fourth is prioritizing the body, um, and that's to promote spiritual maturity um, and to foster meaningful connections among members uh, and attendees at Fellowship Bible Church. Uh, and then the fifth is to pursue the community. 
so prepare new leaders, participate in discipleship, pass the torch, prioritize the body, and pursue the community. And so we'll talk through those a little bit more. Uh, and you guys can read more about this in this document. Uh, so we won't take the time in this <laughs> podcast to go through the, the nitty gritty. I do find it valuable, though, to have this accessible to yes. our body to appreciate and understand a lot of the effort that went in behind it. But then also to understand and appreciate the things that we're about, we're about ready to unpack are the events and activities that will be occurring, at least for this upcoming fall and winter season, that make sense of how does it fall in line with this ministry plan? How does it, how does it fit? How, and then think to yourself, how do I fit? How do I fall in line to um, be able to be used by God to encourage others or to grow myself? And we use the word grow, connect, serve as, mm-hmm. as just kind of a little mantra that fits inside of the mission statement. But we're all called to be rightly related to those five core values as well. So there's a lot of content in here. Yes. I, I find that it, you, can, you can dive deep into just what has been put in writing here. So definitely, if you're not looking at it now, I'd encourage you to go take a look at it because what we're about to describe should um, fall in line with this. If not, call John. If you think that doesn't fit, <laughs> give John a call. No, no. Talk to an elder. Because yeah. um, ultimately, the elders are the ones that are responsible for the planning. And and I think to your mention about the process, that there's over 100 people that have been involved um, within the collaboration meetings that we've had on these, um, just speaking into this process, mm-hmm. all the different ministry teams. Uh, and so on. One so. quick question. Uh, you know, so there are a lot of things that you might have seen get on the cutting room floor. Yeah, different ministries that might have said, we've always done this in the past, or we used to do this, or we should do this. What is the process that if we're somebody within a ministry that has an idea, like we should do a game night? I don't know. Pick something for the fun of it and, right. and just say, what does that look like now for us as a, as a church moving forward to say, does it fall in line with our core values? So let me use the, the example of the parent summit that we just had. Mm. Uh, we're going to be talking about that a little bit. But uh, the parent summit was actually born out of an idea last year um, where we were coming together talking about a special event, a large event. Um, and we started really wrestling across different ministries of what what are the what's the intended purpose of this event well really at the heart of this is we want to better partner with parents um and and so then it's looking at this and getting uh, almost a multidisciplinary perspective of well what are some different elements that we can do to really help move the ball down the field to use a sports analogy uh in that regard and, and that was then that parent summit. And so it's not always, um, you know, sometimes it's, it's looking at the, the function um, more importantly than the form mm. um, and, and teams collaborating around that. And so an idea like that, value. an idea like that didn't just instantly get implemented. No. There's a lot of thought and prayer and conversations to then lead to where a year later it came to fruition. And so I think what I hear you saying is that there is some more intentionality now than in the past. And if you have an idea, God could be leading you down that path. And to, like you said, to talk to an elder, talk to the pastor um, within that kind of yeah. world. Yeah, and I don't think it's, and, and I think beyond just intentionality, because I think 
folks have always been intentional. There's a there's a big focus on an emphasis on collaboration mm, or between mm-hmm. different ministries, mm-hmm. uh, which I've really appreciated and I think is benefiting the body well. Yeah. So it, it's definitely something to, to think and pray about uh, of reading through this ministry plan, looking at the things that we're about to ready to lay out. So you guys ready to yes. go? Let's do it. <laughs> so we're going to categorize our events and activities for these next couple of months within the context of the core values. So let's look at kind of start um, with loving God fully. So what are the the core ministry activities that are wrapped around loving God fully? So for loving God fully, it's of course the different venues of worship time that we have. So if you don't know, uh, we have Saturday night, which starts at 5 p.m. and it's in the main auditorium. And then on Sunday, we have a 9 a.m., 1045 main auditorium. And then there is Fellowship 3, which happens at 1045 in the lower auditorium. Everybody always asks, well, what's the, why, why the second one? It's, it's a smaller venue. It, it gives it a more of a small church feel. So if that's something that you're, that you like, there's still a worship band down there. Now the uh, sermon is a uh, video, but it is uh, a time to be able to meet some people. So it makes it really nice. And having four different service options is, is unique. It's yes. helpful. So you have Saturday mm-hmm. and Sunday and you get plugged in, find your core, find your niche. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. And so some of the things that you can participate um, that are ha- that are starting up soon is the Fellowship Choir and the Fellowship Orchestra. Uh, Rose has done a great job on um, social media recently to really encourage those two ministries, but they are starting in September, and you'll hear more about them as we go on. Mm-hmm. And we want to incorporate them as, as often as possible, yes. so you're not just practicing for no reason. You'll right. be rehearsing and <laughs> right. gathering and participating yeah. in the corporate gatherings. Mm-hmm. Then so, the next one, do you want me to go ahead and keep go going? Go ahead, keep okay. going. The next one, uh, for loving biblical truth, we have a biblical training center that happens upstairs on Sunday mornings at both the 9 and the 10 45. For those that have never heard Biblical Training Center, um, it's kind of like a Sunday school um, that you can go to. There's multiple classes on different books of the Bible. Sometimes they're more um, topical. Sometimes they're actually going through verse by verse. Uh, On our website, you will be able to see all the different write-ups and who's teaching and which classrooms they're in and things like that. But more information will be coming uh, through the website for that. Good. So those are the first two core values, loving God Loving truth. And John, you mentioned that's kind of the vertical component. Yeah. And, and now the next three are a little more horizontal, mm-hmm. um, which, by the way, is reflected in the, the graphic and the image of our logo, mm-hmm. yeah. which I can appreciate. And we're going to start seeing more of those logo things, even on the stage, maybe. I'll have to <laughs> see what that might look like. Um, little secrets out there. But loving the family is the next one. Yeah. So what, what kind of activities and things are related to family? Yeah, so, well, like John mentioned earlier, we just had our parent summit, which was a collaboration of the family ministry, fellowship kids, and fellowship students. And again, the emphasis there was to partner with parents, um, partner with parents in discipling their kids. So we're just here to help. We're here to come alongside um, the kids. And some of the ways that we can do that, specifically in fellowship kids, is there's fellowship kids worship leaders, which is for fifth through 12th graders. Um, And it's just an opportunity for kids who are musically talented to help lead and worship Mm. with um, the younger students. Um, We also have Club 56, which is Wednesdays. That will start in September, but it is the first and third Wednesday at 630. 
And then there's also a fellowship kids choir. So you can go to choir, your kids can go to choir. <laughs> Perfect. Um, there's also fellowship students, which is our seventh through 12th graders. And they meet on Wednesdays as well at 6.30 to 8.30. Every Wednesday, there's something going on. Um, and then we also have a fall retreat coming up in September as well. So a lot of things related to family have to do with the home center as well. Mm-hmm. The home center is a hub for plenty of resources that are all related to partnering with parents and assisting families and um, tons of things there. Yeah, and if I can just mention, be uh, make sure you're visiting the home center on a frequent basis, especially if you've got parent or if you've got kids um, uh, in the in the fellowship kids ministry. Uh, because there's going to be a whole host of new resources coming out, some of those on a weekly basis that uh, really help you um, address some of the things that they're going through in their study. Um, and there's a whole host of great resources. Just thinking on the heels of this Parent Summit, there are great resources in that library that you can just use and utilize. Uh, some of them you check out and others that you can just uh, make your own and start writing on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we move down the list there of our core values, we hit love the church. Um, Briefly, just touch on that. What does that really even mean, John, to to love the church? And then what do we provide for that? Right. So this idea of rightly, how how are we rightly related to the church? Um, And this idea is that we are members of one another. Um, And so how, what does that look like? and, and that is so countercultural uh, in today's environment. Um, and so how do we help um, grow in our fellowship, um, encourage one another to love and good deeds, uh, to care for the needs of one another? Um, it's that community, relational discipleship, um, and, and so much more. And one it, of your hats is congregational engagement. Yes. Define that word for us. Well, so for me, that is kind of like making sure from the time someone visits here until they are assimilated into the ministry. So assimilation is kind of the word we're using is congregational engagement, that you're engaged in the body. So um, joining a community group, being a part of some sort of small group, uh, serving somewhere, um, we want to see you engaged. And so one of the things I, I alluded to earlier is community groups. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as, you know, sometimes we hear from folks that have visited, oh, this is such a large church. And we like, we want to encourage you to get plugged into a community group because as the church grows larger, we need to make sure that we are getting into a group. I had somebody uh, comment to me once, uh, actually somebody I know well, uh, that you know they they thought they would start coming to FBC initially because they could get in get out and not get involved, and that is not part of this idea of loving the church. It's how how do we grow in this fellowship, and and be members of one another. So and we're not we're, just making that up. I mean that's no, no, scriptural. No. That's biblical. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what God's heart is for people to to be connected with Him and to be connected with others. So that's where growth can happen. Absolutely. Not to be in isolation. And so. Where that, where we are choosing to focus as a church, and this is in that elder plan, is within the context of community groups and other similar small groups. And so that's why at the end of almost every service, you hear an announcement, if you're not in a community group, we would encourage you to get into a community group. Uh, and there's opportunities at the back wall. We <laughs> are at the point today, which I'm so excited about, that we have group leaders ready to serve 
and and they are waiting for people to join their groups. Um, and then part of that is just part of the ongoing leadership mm-hmm. development process that we're working through. Um, and the Lord just bringing people to this to this congregation that are willing to take that on. And so it's not community groups for the sake of community groups. It's community groups because we think that's going to be the best way to foster that one-on-one or one-on-two relational discipleship between you and another believer. And so once you get into a community group, or maybe you're already in a community group, I want to encourage you, and you know, who, who can you connect with on a one-on-one relationship within that group and really grow with? And yes, our kind of new year begins, this new ministry year in September, but that doesn't mean that it starts and stops. This is the only time you can sign up right. for a community group. That's why the community group wall was created. Um, so there's a visual picture of the community groups that are out there and is in existence. So you can call in the middle of November and say, mm-hmm. hey, you know, I need to be a part of a community group. There, there will be opportunities for you to get plugged in. Yeah. Is but that don't, the best but place? Don't, but don't, don't wait. wait. No, <laughs> it's just an example. It's just an example. Yeah. yeah. But the, you, is that the best thing to do? Just go to the community group wall yeah, on any given weekend? You can do that, or you can go to the groups page um, on the website, and there's a similar sign-up opportunity there, and you can see all the groups with openings uh, and where they're at and get information on that. Mm-hmm. Now, there are different um, subcategories of groups. There's men that gather, and there's women that gather. Uh, Right. Give us the breakdown of what that looks like. So um, we've got two different men's groups that uh, gather on a weekly basis. Um, and similarly, they're seeing um, and, and desiring to meet as small groups and break into small groups and prayer time um, and, and kind of thinking through some of these things. And so um, on Thursday mornings at 6.29 a.m. <laughs> is the Crack of Dawn uh, group. Um, and then at 7 p.m. is the Crack of Dusk group. Uh, you can find out more information about both of those groups on the website as well. would encourage you to, um, if you're not, uh, if maybe a community group doesn't work for you right now, and you're a guy that wanting to get plugged in to fellowship with other guys, um, both of these are fantastic groups I highly recommend um, engaging with. Mm-hmm. And then we also have uh, Women in the Word. They're going to be starting on se- in the second Tuesday in September. There are two different groups. You can they, Same teacher. We're going through the uh, book of James this semester. Uh, but they have an AM session that's at 9.30 in the morning. It starts at 9.30. Or there's a PM session that starts at 7 p.m. Uh, the teaching's the same. Uh, they do break down into small groups. And so it just helps you to get to know um, women just a little bit better. And then how about other adult kind of categories? I are think there, I have that next one. They're broken yeah. down yeah. for yeah. young adults and seniors. Like yeah. what, do we, what do we have there for them? So for the seniors, if you're 60 or older, we have a group that meets the second Wednesday of every month, uh, 10 a.m. This, this coming September, they're doing a, um, I think they're calling it... A homecoming. Homecoming, yes. yes. That's what's yeah. called. They're calling it a homecoming. Yeah. Uh, and there's going to be a potluck afterwards. So if you are um, 60 or above and want to get plugged in, um, we definitely would recommend you coming to that the second Wednesday in September. 
And then for young adults, uh, we have Keystone. So young adults, we define it as 18 to 29 year olds. Um, and we mean Even if I feel young at heart. Yeah, you know, yeah. They card you at the door, I mean, maybe. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I, I won't, but somebody <laughs> might. Um, and they, we meet on Thursdays, every Thursday, year round. So there's not a break there. Um, and that's just a time of worship and fellowship and activities. And we often do things outside of Thursdays, like volleyball or hiking and all that kind of stuff. But if you come on a Thursday, you're going to get plugged into all of those opportunities. Mm-hmm. So that's why we have a new sand volleyball pit out yeah. there. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. And when it comes to loving the church, I appreciate your definition of that, John, because it is this kind of uh, joint group effort of rubbing shoulders with each other, spurring each other on to love and good deeds. And there's plenty of opportunities where discipleship can happen. And I'd encourage you to go back at some of our previous episodes here in the Fellowship Family um, podcast, because most recently I was able to chat with Marlon Beitzel and Sue Sanford back on June 30th. We released that episode talking about discipleship and a lot of the things that have been going in kind of the prayers and conversations of how can there be more one-on-one, one-on-two kind of opportunities. Um, And then when it goes deeper into more intensive discipleship or more that authentic fellowship component, the episode after that was called Biblical Soul Care. So I'd encourage you to go listen to that episode because that's where if there is more uh, intense issues within the home or personal things or just trauma or areas that you just need deep conversations, um, the the biblical counseling team is now called Biblical Soul Care. And so we chatted about that. Um, So I'd encourage you to Yes, listen to those episodes to be more engaged and understand what's happening within the the church ministries, but then how can you get plugged in as well, and how can you serve with that um, if God calls you into those areas? Um, But then even beyond that, on any given corporate gathering weekend, um, there's teams of people who help pull off those gatherings, um, whether it be a, a greeter or an usher or a host at the guest welcome center, like what goes on with that? Are th- those are those are really easy opportunities where people can get plugged in and feel connected within the life of the church. It is, and they, there are some people. There's the lady that's at the south entrance. If you've ever come through uh, before the 10:45, Laura Richmond, she is there, and she just has these kids just love her, and they come running to her, and it's just an, a great experience to watch them uh, get and to it, know some people coming through the door every week. And it just happens that people yeah. show up there each weekend, right? No. Right. no these help, are... help people understand behind the scenes. There are There is a group, there is a ministry, and you can be a part of that, that um, there are people that get here at 8 o'clock in the morning and they're making coffee. There are people that are here at after that p- cleaning up the coffee. These people are turning on the televisions and getting the place ready for you uh, to, to come in to make it a more welcoming place. But they're there, and uh, there's always opportunities to be a part of that ministry. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about uh, sermons and, and the corporate gatherings, I should say, is they keep coming around week after week <laughs> after week. week. Every and week. so the more people that can participate in that welcoming ministry and the hospitality ministry, that helps share that burden. And yes. not just rely on the staff to get right. it done. Right. Kind of right. We alluded right. to that earlier mm-hmm. in this in this conversation. Well, that covers the first four core values. Let's turn the page and move to the last and the fifth one, loving the world. And it takes a little bit of defining because we're not loving the world as we know it. We always say, you know, there's God in the world and, and we don't want to be of the world. Um, we're in it, though. And so how can we still love the people who are around us in the world? So there's actually a couple different ways that we can look at that. One, locally, and then two, globally. So here within the context of our local world, 
Winchester and surrounding areas, we have the local outreach team. So what goes on there? And we have Scott Santmeyer as the pastor of that local outreach. Yeah. Um, what was something that we do on a regular basis <laughs> that is kind of meant for the whole community? Right. So on the first weekend of December, if you don't know, we do have something called Follow the Star that happens here. It's a live nativity that people can walk through. Uh, the There's actors and tour guides and um, people that are, are, are freezing outside sometimes um, to, to share the gospel, to share um, what happened over 2,000 years ago. And so that is going to be coming up uh, December 2nd and 3rd. We are really going to start talking. I know it's not until December, but in September, we are going to start talking about that. There's going to be opportunities for people to audition to be a part of it. There's acting roles. And like I said, the tour guides. I know that um, it's not actually wearing a costume and everything else, but those tour guides are, are basically the host for like each scene. So it's a really good opportunity to to share this uh, story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and even beyond follow the star, there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that go in and around the community that we're partnered with. Lately, we've been talking about this idea of a mentorship program. Yep. Um, and being a part of our, our local Winchester City Schools. Yes. Um, so there's plenty of opportunities to get plugged in. You think of our, um, our church plants as well. That's mm-hmm. part of our um, goals to, to reach our community with the Hispanic Church, with Ben Santa Maria being pastor there, and then also the church down in Shenandoah where Dennis McNutt is. And it's just neat to see how God has grown this local outreach component mm-hmm. in our world and yeah. how we have the building bridges focus that is really enhancing that. So... Yeah, and just a plug on church planting, if you want to read more about where we're headed in the church planting arena, I know we've talked about it at the last fellowship family meeting some, um, but again, that's in this uh, ministry plan, um, so you can uh, keep up with all the latest on that, and there's a lot of different moving components. It's really encouraging to see. Mm. When it comes to global um, outreach, we have a, a missions program that is really unlike any other, where we partner with local churches around the world. Um, you know, there's this phrase called being a parachurch organization, and we are not affiliated with that kind of missions program. We literally partner with churches around the world to help establish them and their church and make disciples. And um, hence, um, we, we, we like to bring some of these people, these partners that we have, um, into Winchester every now and then, and it happens every two years. And it's coming up. It's coming <laughs> yes, it up, is. guys. So um, be on the lookout for Global Church Week. Um, you'll you'll hear that phrase a lot. Um, and the word missions and missionaries is not exactly um, the appropriate phrase because many, many, many of these people who are coming in are just local to their their hometown and their leaders and church leaders and pastors who we partner with. Um, so we'll call them global church partners, um, not necessarily missionaries. But how can we um, get excited about this? Because you, you think, oh, they're off in a foreign land, and yeah, every now and then our missions teams flies out and sees them. And well, we're going to have, we've at least invited up to 50 people to come into town for this week of October 7th through 15th. Um, and we keep saying, put your calendar out there. But let me give you some more details about <laughs> what you can be involved with. First of all, the, the two corporate gatherings that are booked that weekend are going to be heavily um, influenced with this Global Church Week. So you're going to want to at least come and participate in the services then. 
Beyond that, I'm going to highlight a couple of key things that you can put in your calendar. That Sunday night on October 8th is going to be a global church worship night. So if you want to get exposed to a variety of cultures and songs and backgrounds and singing and prayers in different languages, I would just encourage you to come. It's going to be a neat time where we get a chance as a global church celebrate who God is. And, and yes, we do that every week, but we do that amongst our own little Winchester kind of vibe here of, uh, of a bunch of us who are all pretty much the same. I, I'll just stop there before I dig a ditch. But we're going to have, it'll be a neat night of, of worship. Um, and then the other unique things that I want to point out on a Wednesday of that week on October 11th, we want to give you, the church, the opportunity to invite one of these visitors just over to your house. Hang out with them. Take them out to lunch. Take them around town. Maybe show them some of the fun places where you like to shop. You'll have the opportunity to sign up and pick someone who's from a different country and expose them to your world and build relationships with um, who's in town. Uh, we also will have a couple of opportunities for you to hear what's going on with their ministries on that Thursday. There'll be a prayer service on that Friday morning. Um, we're going to have something called a fall festival day where we'll plant different visitors around the local farmer's markets in town. Um, and it'll hopefully be nice weather. We'll go out there and pick some apples with them and just a way for you to interact and engage with them in a way that is different. And um, yes, you can probably build relationships and then get their contact information and stay in touch with them for another couple of years until they come back again. Yeah, and there's going to be opportunities for community groups to connect mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. with them. So like I know our community group has, um, has kind of adopted one of the one of the missions couples and their family and uh, just opportunity to get connected with them. So we'll schedule a special community group night for that night or for that week yep. to be able to connect with them. And so, yeah, it's just a great body life engagement opportunity with brothers and sisters from across the globe. We just want to infuse them into the life of our church while they're here and uh, learn from them as well. It'll and Abby's be really been, neat. Um, for the past month now, maybe two months now, <laughs> yeah. working on this uh, brochure. So there'll be a brochure available for you that'll tell you about all the different countries that we partner with or the different um, church leaders that we partner with that you'll be able to pick up in September. Yeah, and also a calendar yes. that we'll mark until the next time they come back. Yes. <laughs> so there's a lot. We just dumped a bunch on you guys, um, and that just barely scratches the surface. And so I'd encourage you, if you want to learn more about any of these activities and ministry opportunities that are going on, where do they go? To our website, yep. fbcva.org. That's easy enough. Yes. We say that and we say that a lot around. I said it too fast. I don't know. <laughs> That's all right. But navigate it, find um, those different key things, and if you have any questions, um, reach out to any of us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And if you ever just have a question, you can pick up the phone and call the church office, um, or there's. A, there's email address there, um, so a lot of different ways you can connect with us. Um, so. But I'll circle back to the ministry plan. Uh, yes. We started with that. I want to end with that because that is going to be the guidebook beyond Scripture. This is going to be our church's guidebook of why we do what we do, um, which falls in line with biblical um, understanding of what a church should do and what a church should look like, and then what has God called us specifically here in Winchester at Fellowship Bible Church. Yeah, a lot of a lot of thought, prayer, um, and and discernment of where the Lord's leading has gone into this, and I just appreciate everybody's um, time and energy that's gone into this, and 
now we're going to work work through that and start reflecting on things for next year. Mm -hmm. So in the description, if you found haven't found it yet, go to that link. You'll see the ministry plan right there in those show notes. Continue to share this podcast with other people here at FBC. The goal of this podcast is essentially better inform you. It's called Fellowship Family for a reason. We are a family, and we want you to be well-informed of what's happening here, and hopefully this episode was informative for you and encouraging. So, John, Abby, Jennifer, thank you so much for being here, sharing all of your wise expertise, <laughs> keeping the train on the tracks as best <laughs> as possible. And thanks for what, doing what you're doing, Mark. Yep, doing all we can with God's help. Yeah? Amen. So thanks so much for watching and listening. Until we chat again, let's let Christ be the focus of our lives each and every day.